As you know, uh, you know what we try to do during this uh, during this time is to discuss some halakhic uh, issues and see if we can come to some conclusions. This is not an easy one today, and I didn't choose it. And uh, I don't claim to have all the answers to this one yet. Uh, but nonetheless, at least to begin the uh, the sugya. Uh, last night uh, during Tzodashilishi in the house, so we're talking, you know, the Torah. Uh, so I had mentioned that I had uh, dinner by my son's house. And uh, in the middle of the dinner, he said... Uh, well, at the end of the dinner during dessert, he said, Dad, you want to listen to some music? I said, yeah, what do you have? He said, whatever you like. I said, okay, I like, uh, you know, this uh, composer, this song. So my son said, uh, Alexa, play this music. And all of a sudden, boom, you're hearing uh, from the speakers. You didn't have to move into nothing. Dibur ba'alma. So I said, wow, what an item. I never saw this thing before. This yeah, it does everything for you. You tell it turn on the lights, it turns on the lights for you. It tells you uh, uh, turn on the air condition, turns on the air condition. Shut it, shut it. Does uh, you know all the all the chores around the house that it's connected to? Answer the door, it buzzes the guy in. It's an amazing thing. So the question that uh, we asked around the table. What are these things in regarding to Shabbat? What are these things? I know there's Amira Akum, is the Amira Alexa? Uh, with this thing that they have now, the Siri on the, on the smartphone, where you tell it to do things and it activates things, Al Yedid Dibur. So, what would be. What would be the uh, the gedel for this, the Gabesh Shabbat? Basically, could you tell Alexa to turn on the lights? I know you can't turn on the lights. I know you can't tell a goy to turn on the lights. But who am I talking to over here? I'm just talking. Lights. Lights on. Lights on. All of a sudden, uh, they go on. Mikawah what? Is that a ma'aseh that I did? Did I do anything? Especially... If you're telling me that uh, the Melachot of Shabbat, I learned from the Mishkan, is that the way they, is that the way they turn on lights in the Mishkan with the, with, with, with the Dibur? This is a, um, it's an interesting question, which, which is really a, we learned today in the Dafayumi, Lo Ta'aseh Kul Melacha, Lo Ta'aseh. So is Dibur considered a Ma'aseh? Is, is, your, is your words... When you say something, is that considered as if you did it? So, I saw some uh, some different discussions on this. One source that I saw that the Poskim bring down is the Rosh in Pesachim, in Pedic Yud, uh, Siman Yud Gimal. Over there, the Rosh is discussing an interesting minhag that they had between 
Minha and Arbit. The custom was to say Tzidukadin, like we say Tzidkatecha. And the custom was not to learn Torah in between Minha and Arbit of Shabbat. Why not? We give Dirashot, that's the best time of the week. The Rosh says, no, during that time of the week, it should be sitting in the dark. He brings that from the Hakamim, from Atamah Sayyad, that they didn't learn, they said Sidukadim. Why? Because we have a tradition that that's when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Shabbat at Shat Minha, and then for Hakam Shemet, when Hakam passes away, they close the yeshiva, so therefore to remember Moshe Rabbeinu's passing, Minha on Shabbat after Minha. You just sit and you uh, you contemplate. That's his uh, minhag that he brings. Okay, interesting minhag. The, the Ramah brings it in Shukhan Aruch and Chot Shabbat. They talk about what to do during uh, minha. So the Hatam Sofer in Chelek Vav, Chavtet, he comes along and he says, impossible. Uh... How could you, or the, or the Rosh asks, the Rosh asks that how could you say that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Shabbat, is the Rosh's question. We know that on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, he wrote 13 Sifret Torah. He wrote at least one Sifret Torah for each one of the Shabbatim and the next one to put in the uh, Mishkan. So he wrote, he wrote on, on, on the day that he died. So if you tell me the day he died is Shabbat, how do you write the Sifret Torah? That's the Rosh's question. So how can you tell me that Moshe Rabbeinu died on Shabbat? Impossible. The fact that he wrote Sifret Torah is a proof that it was not on Shabbat. So therefore he doesn't know what this minhag is, not to learn and to say, do Kadin and sit in the dark. Kara, why? So uh, the Hatam Sofer comes along over here, and he says, no, what's the question? What's the question? Could be he died on Shabbat, and could be he wrote 13 Sifre Torah. Satam uh, Sufi says, how could it be? So he says, ask yourself a, a deeper question. How in the world could anybody write 13 Sifre Torah in one day? Is that possible? Today, if you order a Sifre Torah, guess what? If you order a Mizuzah from this Sufi, they'll tell you, come back next week. The Mizuzah is a little, uh, little parchment. How, how, how long do you think it takes you to, to write a Sefer Torah? At least a year. And here, you tell me what should have been a wrote 13 Sefer Torah in one day? Now, even if you want to tell me it wasn't a Shabbat, how do you think he wrote 13 Sefer Torah in one day? So he says, Elad had to be what he refers to, Al Yideh Hashpa'at Kulmus. What is Hashpa'at Kulmus? Moshe Rabbeinu was a Baki in the Shemot. He knew all the Shemot. And he must have said, you know, to the Kulmos, you know, Ktov. You know, so the Kulmos started to write on its own. And therefore he says, that's like it's a Hilul Shabbat. You know, being Mashbiya, the Kulmos, Al-Yadeh, Shem, so therefore could be he really died on Shabbat. And he also wrote 13 Sefer Torah on Shabbat. But he didn't write it in the conventional way. So, by the way, it's not Alexa either. He's using a Shem. There's certain shemot that you could use, like the rabbis used to use shemot to get from one place to another place. The shem of kifisat aderik, which we learned, aleph he vav he et shemayim ve'taaris, different shemot. So you know the shem to make your ketiva. Oh, 
So they ask on the Hatam Sofer, okay, behold it, Moshe Rabbeinu, your vessels are working for you on Shabbat. This is Moshe Rabbeinu's quill. If it's Moshe Rabbeinu's quill, just like you're not allowed to do work on Shabbat, there's a question, is your vessels allowed to do work on Shabbat? That's not a question because we hold like Betelel. And we know that Betelel says, En adam al shivitat kelim Shabbat. You're not obligated that your kelim should not do work for you on Shabbat. So for example, if you activated something from before Shabbat and it's working on Shabbat, that's okay. Are your kelim are working? Torah says you cannot work, your avadim cannot work, and your behemot cannot work. Torah does not say kelim. And since we post it like Betelel, En shivitat kelim Shabbat, there is no problem. I have a question how Bet Shammai is going to answer that. Bet Shammai says the issue vitat kelim. All right, listen, Rabbi obviously Moshe Rabbeinu knew that. And either, maybe he made the, uh, the Kulmos also Ayyadeh Shem. Who knows? Then I heard from Rabbi Weiss said, maybe he made the Shem. Maybe he made, made, made that. Okay. Or maybe he made it Hefker, he said. Uh, but Rabbi Weiss uh, points out that. So you want to tell me, Hatam Zofer, that Moshe Rabbeinu, even though he used the Shem, that's not considered Halut Shabbat. Okay? Using Shemot is not considered Halut Shabbat. That's Hadush. Even though, and therefore it's not considered Ketiva, Le'inyan Shabbat. Le'inyan Shabbat, that's not called Ketiva. That's why it's not Hayat. Although you tell me that he wrote a Sefer Torah that was Kashir. You have to assume that Moshe Rabbeinu's 13th Sefer Torah that he wrote with Kesherim, even though it's not called the Ketiva. So he wants to say, Rabbi Weiss, that could be the Inyan Shabbat, there's one Gedder of Ketiva, and the Inyan Ketiva Sefer Torah, there's a different Gedder. Who says that just because it's not Ketiva the Inyan Shabbat, it's not considered Ketiva the Inyan Sefer? He brings a good proof to this. He says, the Deen on Shabbat is if you write with your left hand, which is a shinui, it's patur. But if you write a sefer Torah with your left hand, it's kasher. So you see the, the gedarim of Shabbat and, 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 and sefer Torah, obviously different rules of ketibah. What do you see in this Gemara, however? That something that's done al dibur, and that considered a Shabbat. So maybe you want to bring a proof from over here, that if you're talking to Alexa or the Siri, dibur, just like Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Kulmos, so what is he speaking to a kulmos or speaking to a computer? But of course, yes, lahalek. Because could be that that's only when you're using things that are lemala minateva. That's only when you're using things that are derech nisi, derech kabali, derech siguli, derech lemala minateva, using a shem. When you're talking, that's not a... There's a technology there. When somebody talks to a computer and it turns on a light, you say, oh, this God only Hashem, you're going to make uh, the ninth day of Hanukkah because of that? No. It's a, it's a, it's a, if you understand the, the technology, how it works, you're talking, you activated something. It's not a nest. It's not something where you have to be a, uh, you, know, you don't have to go to the mikveh before you activate Siri. It's, it's not a deed of, 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 of Kedushah or, or nest. So there were maybe, all you could draw from that, Hatam Sofit, is, Using Shemot on Shabbat to do certain uh, things, like writing a separate Torah, that will be permissible. Okay. 
another proof or discussion. But we're going to mute our members, which is a big hana'ah that I get. You're speaking mundane things. Mundane things. I heard what you're saying, but let's say, honey, you don't have to speak that much. Let's say all you have to do is say is lights. Lights. I'm allowed to say the word lights on China. I didsay Suri, Bivakasha, Bishimi Hot Kuchabirichu, Shkinte, Bitsiruf Kuchabirichu. I'm saying very simple. Lights. And it knows already from that command. Or, or by the way, honey, I could set it up in whatever I want to say. I could say Kibihamda and he'll turn on the lights. Whatever whatever I set it up that it hears, that'll be the word. So I could say, uh And when he hears that word, boom. It turned on the lights. Then you can't tell me it's the bed davar. It'll be shown by your eye. Levanta. Okay. So there's a shuhan aruch rabotai in siman shin chaf het halacha mem Unbelievable. In the olden days, they dealt with snakes. Even we read the Gemara the other day, Dafi Yomi, very uh, graphic Gemara about these uh, very uh, aggressive snakes that attack ladies, attack women. And the Gemara is talking about different ways to get rid of these snakes on Shabbat. So the question is, are you allowed to uh, trap, trapping snakes on Shabbat? Are you allowed to trap a snake? Let's talk about a snake where it's not uh, going to damage you. You want to trap it. Obviously, you cannot trap animals on Shabbat. Tzadu Shabbat is Hayab. It's one of the Melachot. So, the interesting halacha over here. There's a snake on Shabbat. It's not dangerous, it doesn't pose a threat. And it's, uh, what do you call it? It's a slithering. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, crawling. If you would trap that snake on Shabbat regularly, you take a net, no danger. And you trap it, it The only time they allow you to trap a snake is if it's Sakana, therefore they wave the Tzedah rule. Fine, we know that already. But let's say the guy trapped it, like the Shohan Aruch writes, Lo hashim hashim shelo yaziku. What did he do, the guy over here? He recited a lahash. What's a lahash? Abracadabra. He said some words. I don't know what lahash is. He said some, uh, huh? Yeah, some sort of words that he has. And all of a sudden, the snake gets paralyzed. The snake can't move. Shnabrura writes. So Maran writes, That's not called seda. That's not called trapping. That's called trapping al-yedid dibur. Oh, unbelievable. So basically, in the olden days, they knew how to do melachot al-yedid dibur. This is before the technology. A guy knew how to trap, not only with his hands, he would tell the snake, al-yedid gima, whatever the lahash was, and it would, it would get frozen in its, uh, in its tracks. Like the Mishnah Barat says, al-yedid al-lahash, enu yakon azuz 
it paralyzes, then you can just grab it. So what's the reason? So maybe you'll say over here again, here's a proof that dibur is not considered, meaning a melachat that's done al yedid dibur is not considered a melachat ligabe shabbat. Hence, sedna al yedid dibur la melacha, and I can extrapolate from here, mav'ir al yedid dibur eno habara, turning on a light, al yedid dibur. Go to the Mishnah Berurah, however, the Mishnah Berurah says the reason. Mishnah Berurah says, Mikol makom mutar, de'en ze tzedah tiv'it. Oh. So the Mishnah Berurah takes us again back into the realm of the supernatural. Again, all you can extrapolate from the two cases that we brought is, you're right, if you do something supernatural on Shabbat, meaning either using a Shem or a Lahash, whatever the difference is, okay, that will be mutar. You know, so for you, uh, for you Kabbalah Ma'asit guys out there in the crowd that use Shemot in order to accomplish different uh, results, maybe you would have a ter on Shabbat to do such a thing. Meaning if you would open a light on Yedir Lahash, or if you would open a, 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 a you know, a, a, you would write something, Ayyadeh Shem, like Moshe Rabbeinu, maybe that would be permissible. Another source, they bring down in the, in the post scheme, there's a famous Malbim. The famous question that they ask is, how did Abraham serve his guests when the Malachim came, he served them milk and meat. There's bakar, the tongue, that's meat. And it says hem'ah, he gave them butter, halav. How did he give them milk and meat? So the easy answer is, first he gave them the milk, and then he gave them the meat. They'll probably separate it. But the Malbim comes along and says, there was no problem over here, because the tongue that Avraham Abinu gave the guest was not meat. Uh, it was not meat, whatever, it was a tofu. They didn't have tofu in those days. How could you have a tongue that was made out of soy? Like today, everything is fake. Everything is, uh, you go to the, the places, they charge you more for the fake chicken than the real chicken. The real chicken costs $3, the fake chicken costs $6. It's unbelievable, you can't, this is one of the signs that Mashiach's coming, that the fake is worth more than, than the real. Anyway, he says that Abraham Abinu created the, uh, the animals using what's called Sefer Yitzidah which is the book that he actually wrote. Abraham wrote a book called Sefer Yitzidah, which is, you know, using the Hebrew alphabet to create things. We know that the Hebrew alphabet, the Hebrew language is Lashon HaKodesh, which means all languages are solely communicative, communication purposes, whereas the Lashon HaKodesh is actually creative. The words themselves create. Like the famous magician said, Ebra Kedabera, Abracadabra. I will create according to my according to my speech. The Hebrew language is creative. So therefore, says the Malbim, if you look at the Pasuk, it says, So the simple explanation, means the Bena Bakar that he prepared. Like it says in Kitabo, in Kitabo, she prepares her nails. 
But over here we learn, no, Mamash, Asher Asah. He actually made the Ben Abakar. How do you make the Ben Abakar? Using Seven Yitzhah. The point is, if it's a, an animal that's made, Ayyadeh Seven Yitzhah, it's not meat. Tastes like meat, has the texture of meat, smells like meat, you put mustard on it also, but it's not meat. So therefore he had no problem of serving basal ba'alah because it wasn't basal. He used sefari yitzirah to create the, uh, the, uh, the, the meat. So the sefarim bring down, would that be permissible on Shabbat? Would you be allowed to create an animal on Shabbat using sefari yitzirah? Okay. Good she'ela. And the answer the poskim bring down again, it's not a natural process. Therefore, it would be mutar. So that's all we're seeing over here. About. All the cases that we're bringing is all al yadeh shemot, al yadeh sefer yitzirah, is the thing, al yadeh lehishot. The most you can extrapolate is kod shehi lo derech tiv'i v'naasit melacha al yada or al yado yeh mutar b'shabbat. The same the same uh, uh, question. There's a question. I didn't see this one inside. Uh, maybe you could bring it up. There's a sefer called Lev Hayim. Lev Hayim is from Rav Hayim Palachi. Lev Hayim. In Helek Bet, in Siman Kuf Samechet. Lev Hayim, Bet Kuf Samechet. If you can bring it up uh, and check it out, you'll see there, if I'm not mistaken, he has a question. The only reason why I want you to check it up because I forgot which chapter he's talking about. But he said that there's a certain chapter in the Tehillim that there's a known sigula, that if there's a fire, and you recite this chapter over the fire, the fire goes out. This is a new, uh, a new Sigulara Botai. We should never have to use it. But again, if you're a, uh, if you're a firefighter, it's a good pasuk to know. You go in there, you don't have to use your hose. You recite the Tehillim, whatever it is, and it puts out the fire. So the Haim Palachi, again, asks the question, on Shabbat, is that considered Mechabeh? Using this, reading this Tehillim, and all of a sudden magic, well, the fire goes out. Is that going to be considered Mechabeh? Haim Palachi's answer over there is, it is not. Why? Again, Shehi Davar Siguli. And Davar Siguli is not considered Hayab on Shabbat, it still falls into the realm of the supernatural. The post scheme also discuss uh, the usage of the Urim Vitumim on Shabbat. Urim Tumim is the breastplate that the Kohen Gadol used to wear. And how did the, how did the uh, Urim Tumim communicate to the Kohen? He would ask it a question and then it would light up. So some want to say that when the letters light up, that would be a form of Ketiva, let's say. If it's Ketiva. Let's say it's Ketiva. So that would be a surah. Would it be a surah to ask the Urim Tumim a question? That's the ask. And the poskim say again, who's answering the Urim? Hakadosh Baruch who's answering the Urim to me? 
So that's not considered, a, 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 again, something that's a physical. It's a metaphysical item that would even to me. And by the way, it's not even a guarantee that you're going to get an answer. So it's not like it's, a, it's an automatic. You ask the question, if the one wants to give you the answer, it'll answer. And therefore they want to say, using Urim on Shabbat should be permissible. I'm just bringing some of the things that I heard brought down on, uh, on this subject. They have a, uh, a question If somebody uh, kills somebody, al shem. Moshe Rabbeinu, we learned yesterday in the shoot, killed the Egyptian, al shem. He said the shem membet, and the guy, uh, the guy croaked. So killing somebody, al shem, using a shem. Now, that's not a Shabbat law. That's not a Shabbat law. That's a, that's a nizikim law. So... I saw brought down that they want to say if you kill somebody al shem hayav. Okay, obviously there must be a difference between elchot Shabbat and elchot retziha, because we said if you do something on Shabbat al shem, that's not considered a melacha. They all said it's al tivi, it's derech nisi, derech siguli, but killing al shem can it's a different gender. What do I care about when you kill the guy? What do I care if you kill the guy while using a bullet or using this through your ma'aseh, uh, especially when it comes to damages, we're more mahmir with gerama and garmi and things like that. So since it came as a result of you, could be in the laws of damages and the tziha, we're more strict. Fine. So therefore, we have not yet found a heter for this. Because again, turning on a light using these electronic devices is a natural technological thing that can be explained according to the science. So therefore, anything that we said now really would not lead us to a a heter. On the contrary, I found, brought down by some of the poor scheme, they bring from Hoshim Mishpat. How can you answer this question from Hoshim Mishpat? In Hoshim Mishpat, Siman Tafchaf, they're talking about over here, being mazik somebody with your voice. Let's say you, you screamed in a guy's ear. You went up to the guy, he screamed in his ear. And as a result, he went deaf. I didn't do anything, I didn't touch the guy. I didn't put my hand on the guy. But I screamed in his ear. So Maran writes, Sa'ak be'ozno, ve'chersho, patur bidire adam, patur. Now it doesn't mean you're one of the Lamed Vav Sadiqim, Rabotai. If someone scares someone and he has a heart attack and dies. Okay, that's another case. It's another case also. Now, but if you held on to the guy, and you blew into his ear, then already, so there's a difference over here between just blowing in the guy's ear, 
<clears throat> but if you grab the guy and hold on to him and scream in his ear, then you're going to be Hayav. Stab the Mirot Enayim writes in Chav Zayin, the Katava Mordechi, the Abde Lot Takab Be Ozno, Elahika Ala Kotel, Keneged Ozno, Venet Hadesh Hayav Im Ahazo. Let's say the guy's standing by the wall and you hold on to him and you bang the wall, and as a result, the crash of the wall, the sound, causes him to go deaf, you have to pay. So obviously there's a chiluk over here between holding him and not holding him. So they're saying, when you're holding him, <clears throat> so therefore you caused it directly. Masha'enkin, when you're not holding him, yeah, he did it to himself. He got scared. He did it to himself. That's the Levush rights. He did it himself. You see, he got you scared. You scared him, he scared himself. When you hold the guy down, you don't give him a choice. When you held him down, you don't give him a choice. Therefore, it's like you did it. So I saw some of the poets came want to say that a, 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 a gadget, a gadget has no choice. So therefore, when you speak to a gadget, it's like you're holding it down. You can't run away. You can't, uh, you can't say, the gadget is eaten of shit. So therefore, we learn from over that I, 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 when, 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 when a ma'aseh is done, I they call. It can be hayab in the zikin. When you scream in somebody's ear, you hayab in the zikin. So therefore, when you scream or even talk to the Alexa and it causes to do something, and the, the, the gadget is almost like you're holding because you control it. There's no room to escape when the Alexa can run out of the room. It cannot. So then it's like you're holding on to it. So then you'll be hayab. That's if you assume we can learn Hilkot Nisikin till Hilkot Shabbat. I mean, maybe, maybe that's a different game. So I did see that they asked that question. They have a Yerushalmi. I have it here. The Yerushalmi is in Perek Bet of Hilkot Shabbat Halakha He You saw it? You know the Yerushalmi? Perek Bet Halakha Let me get Perek Bet Halakha Perek Bet Perek Bet, how do you show me here? Again, the Manny Haber special they got for me. Perek here, Perek Bet, I'm sorry. Let's see what it says. I wanted to bring it out from there. Uh-huh. So it says over here, uh, it says over here, Rabotai, says it over here. Oh, it's talking about making a fire on Shabbat. So he says, making a fire on Shabbat, so he's going to be Hayav. Yeah, it's on Chav uh, on Yerushalmi. Let's see how he learns it over here. Let's say the guy blew, he blew on the coal, and as a result, it caused a fire to come up, and it also extinguished. In one blow, he did two ma'asim. He blew, he did two things. Let's say he had two candles in front of you. He says, He says, 
One was lit, one was out. He went like this. The one that was out, it bellowed it, and it caused it to go on. And the one that was on went out. So the Gemara says, Hayab Shtayim. Hayab too. One from It's a nice, good trivia question. Give me a kid, a guy blows one time, and he's Hayab too. One from Mechaber, one from Mavir. The Gemara says, Amarav Abdimi. Ahoyd Rabbi Dosa. Hada Amra. From here we learn, Nafah Bekelim Veshivran Meshalem Nezik Shalem. That if a person blew on the kelim, and as a result of blowing on the kelim, he broke the kelim, mishalem nezik shalem. You have to pay full nezik. What, is it, what does that mean? You have to pay full nezik. That's about nezikim. So he says, mikach shelian shabbat adam mitayev al melachas shenasei yidin nefiha, meaning nefiha is considered maasegamur. It's not considered gerama. What comes out of your mouth, maybe you'll say it's a good amount. No, that's considered direct. So you see that the Gemara's Mashveh Shabbat with Nizikim. So therefore, the Kaurah, just like when you, when you, when you scream, the Nizikim is considered a, 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 a master you have to pay for. So maybe Gamnyan Shabbat, that what comes out of your mouth is considered a, 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 a maaseh that you should be, uh, should be Hayab on. That I saw some post want to use that to osir. The real question would come out to be, the real question that would come out to be, we have a big sugya in Masechet Shabbat, there's a general knowledge that you have to know. Where do we learn the melachot of Shabbat? From, from the Mishkan. From the Mishkan. So, l'cha'orah, Whatever was done in the Mishkan or to prepare in the building of the Mishkan, that becomes a melachah that's significant, that's hashuvah, 39 of them, therefore they're asun on Shabbat. There are many rabbis that use the sibara that for melachah to be hayav, it has to be dumya the melechet of Mishkan. That's the paradigm. So melachot have to have the same, uh, you know, uh, 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 not only outcome, not only outcome, but they have to have the same way that they were done, like it was done in the Mishkan. For example, we just learned in the Gemara. Uh, we learned in the Gemara, Rishut Rabim on Shabbat. <clears throat> Let's say you have a Rishut Rabim where 600,000 people pass through, but there's a roof on it. Rishut Rabim Mekora, Penn Station. It's Rishut Rabim, there's millions of people there, but it's a, it's a, it has a roof. It's not called the Rishut Rabim. Why? Because the Rishut Rabim of the Mishkan was Adam Midbar. Even though you say, well, but this is the Rishut Rabim, Rabbi, so many people. Yeah, but it has to be Dumya the Mishkan. And therefore, since it's not like the Mishkan, the Gemara says it's not considered the Hayav. The famous Nodabi Uda Mahlokit with Tahatam Sofer using an umbrella on Shabbat. A big Mahlokit, an umbrella on Shabbat. The Biur Halakhar brings it down in the Chot Ohe. Paracel. Paracel is the, fame, the, the umbrella. Nodabi Uda says it's oil, you're making an oil on Shabbat. Finished. You're making an oil on Shabbat, it's Yisudo Raita. 
That's the Hatam Sofer, that's the Dudam Yehuda. You made an oil on Shabbat. You opened the umbrella, you made an oil, finished. Hatam Sofer says, Mutar. Why? Lord Dumya, the Melechet Mishkan. The oil that they made in the Mishkan was a permanent oil that stood in one place. This is the oil that you transport. This is an oil uh, that moves. That's not the Mishkan's oil. Unbelievable, Hadush. Never We don't hold like that Adam Sofer Lemaaseh. But you see, understood, Melachot have to parallel, parallel the Mishkan. I just now saw in Mechkir Eretz, Rabbi Sha'yu, he brings down a, a case, Rabbi Fryam Greenblatt asked him a question, Memphis, Tennessee. He's a student of Rabbi Moshe, Rabbi Fryam Greenblatt. Rabbi Wote Fryam. He asked him a question, what does the Rab think the Isud of uh, typing on a computer screen on Shabbat is? What Isud is that? Then we have a screen, like we have, we type. So Rabbi Shayo said, in his opinion, at most it'll be, of course, a sud, but you can't say it's a sud ketiva. Because the isud ketiva in the Mishkan was a permanent ketiva. That was a permanent, this is not a permanent ketiva. This, you shut the computer, it goes off, it disappears. And even if you save it, but it's, what is it saved? It's saved not in the ketiva form. Therefore, he says, not dumya de mishkan. That's not the ketiva, that's dumya de mishkan. The ketiva de mishkan was on the kerashin. Not so permanent. Not do me the so you see, Melachot have to have a, a certain commonality, not only the results. So, what do you mean? So, there was, I wrote. Okay, but over there is different. Over there, you didn't even do the Melachab the Mishkan. Over there, the computer is different. You didn't even do the Melachab the Mishkan. The Melachab the Mishkan is a Ketiva that's a permanent Ketiva. Mashiach, if you do a, 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 a Ketiva that's not permanent, that's not what they didn't do in the Mishkan Bechlal. The Hadush of, the, of other rabbis, like the Atab Sofit, is. No, even though Balmain, you made an oil. Balmain, this is an oil. This is just as much as an oil as the oil that we got. Yeah, but it's a different type of oil. It's oil that moves that you didn't see. That's a big hadush. And therefore, he wants to come along and say, you really need to have similarities between what you're doing to the way it was done in the, uh, in the Mishkan. Not only the result. I mean, so if you go according to that theory, they didn't turn on lights in the Mishkan via Dibur. If you take that theory, you know, uh, Mamaj, so therefore, you'll have a hetir. But the Maaseh, we don't, we don't take that theory. The majority of the poskim learn, you don't need dumyad the mishkan in the way it was done, illa the result. It resulted in an ohim. Is this oil exactly like the order of the mishkan? No, that would be, uh, be considered enough. So therefore, the 39 melachot, they have to result in what the mishkan's melachot was but not necessarily to get there the same way that they got there. So therefore, the Kaura we're not abetir from that. The question, we ask, Sonny? Well, what would be in the case of using the audio to turn something on that would be a derabanan, or like a shibut de shibut, where we have like an LED light that's not so many... It's not even a de'oraita, maybe not even a de'rabanan. No, but, you, 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 wait, but honey, you assume that it's a de'rabanan. We, we didn't say that it's a de'rabanan. That, that, that's what I want to talk about now. I want to talk about now. First of all, let, 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 let's recap everything we said till now. We haven't found a heter in Dibur only on lotiv'i things. This is not a lotiv'i thing. This is a very natural thing. 
So you cannot draw a heter from either, you know, trapping snakes or writing Seflet Torah, all these other things. Put that on the side. That's supernatural. Or using Sefri Yitzirah to make a golem or talking to the Urim Betumim. Every case we brought over there was super duper natural. The only thing we came along and said was, yeah, but maybe it's got to be Dumya the Mishkan. And this is not Dumya the Mishkan. But the Botai, the, the majority of the poskim hold, Dumya the Mishkan means in the result. The bottom line, a light was turned on. By the way, they didn't have lights in the Mishkan either. So this was an ash, this is a form of ash. I, over there, they did it with their hands. Okay, you did it with your mouth. What's the difference? So maybe you're going to want to argue that maybe it's at least Isudra Banan to Jonathan's point, and at least then we can start fooling around. What if you have an LED? And you have an Alexa, which is a Rabbanan, so you can stop playing Shvut Shvut and Kom Mitzvah. You need a Bimkom. Don't forget the Bimkom. Remember, I told you the rule, boys. Whenever you do Shvut Shvut and Kom Mitzvah, don't start off with the Shvut Shvut. Start off with the Mitzvah. You have to work back. What's, what's my Mitzvah here? Then you discuss if you have a Shvut Shvut. But everybody jumps out, Shvut Shvut. Then they try to fabricate a Mitzvah. It, you need to create the Mitzvah. So let's say, guys, uh, he wants to learn, let's say, and the lights went out, he wants to talk to Alexa. Turn on the lights, you can learn Torah. Okay, that's a good mitzvah, let's say. Or there's a hole, she'en bosakana even. And he needs to have the lights on so you can attend to him. No problem, that's a mitzvah. But Rabotai, would this be considered drabanan? Uh, would this be considered drabanan? Let's go back to the Gemara. We know the Gemara says if you do something bishinui, for example, you write with your left hand, righty that writes with his left hand, patur, patur means patur abalasur. Why? You, you're doing b'shinui. Things that are done in an aberration on Shabbat is considered shinui. Shinui is not mutah. Shinui is asud rabbanah. So I heard Rabbi Weiss says, beautiful. He says, Gemara writes, mebashil b'shabbat. Let's say you cook on Shabbat in the sun. You take a piece of steak, you put it outside on the sidewalk, and it gets uh, sizzled from the sun. The deen over there is mutah. Mutah mebashel. What's the uh, what's the logic in that? So, I would have said uh, because uh, you're cooking b'derek shinui, but that cannot be the reason. Because if it was cooking al yedesh shinui, it would be asubat rabbanam. But mebashel b'hamah is mutah. So the explanation he gives he gives a chiluk. He says. There's two things over here. One, it's not the way of cooking bichlal. Cooking in the sun, is, it's not considered you did it in a different way. That's not cooking. People don't cook in the sun. You didn't start a melacha even to get discussing whether you did it bishinui or not. Ketiva is a melacha. Writing is a melacha. Now the question is, did you do the writing in the normal way or not the normal way? That's another question. That's right and left hand. But... Cooking in the sun is not a melacha bekla. It's not a shem melacha. People don't cook in the sun. It's not shot. You cooked with a shinui. You didn't cook. That's not called cooking. It's, first, first you have to establish it's a normal way of doing it. 
It's a normal melacha, normal process. Then let's see, that normal process you did ayyadeh shinui. But if it's not a normal process to start off with, like, like Mishul Ba'ama. Oh, so now the question is, do you say that turning on a light with your mouth is a shinui? That's the way you turn on the light. Why is that a shinui? And this technology, that's exactly the way you do it. Why would you call that a shinui? That, 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 that's the voice activation. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Now you're right. If, if, if you opened it up with mahshaba, maybe you did a shinui. If you, if you, if you would be able to mental telepathy the, the thing, which I'll probably have the technology in a couple of years anyway. You could probably, because Babota, you have to know, as the society progresses, they get more lazy. And it's a lot of work to tell the Siri lights. You have to say a word. In a couple of years, it's going to be too much for people to even say the word lights. Because it's a big tirha. So what are they going to do? They're going to just think in their mind. Kavana. And bingo, the thing's going to read your kavanot, and it's going to go on. So, but my point is, that's the derech. That is the derech. So therefore, to come along and say it's a shinui, I don't believe it's a shinui. I think all these voice activation things, since that's the way you turn it on, that's like called a shinui. That's the way, uh, that's the way it's, it's, it's done. There's no other way to turn it on, by the way. There's no other way. That is the only way. On a voice activation, that's the only way. Unless you want to tell me shinui, you changed your voice. No, that, I don't think that's going to make a shinui because you changed your voice. You spoke in a high-pitched voice. Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. That's not going to change the, uh, the, 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 the inyan. Bottom line, you use the booth. Unless you want to argue again, Jonathan, to tell me it's the rabbanat because it's a gerama. We know that on Shabbat, if you do something that's not direct, it's indirect, Giraman Shabbat is not mutar, but it's drabanan. I'm not sure if this is a Girama, by the way. I'm not sure if this is Girama. You know, there's the Tsumit uh, group. Those are the guys that work on the technology to try to make the technology mutar for Shabbat in cases that they need it for doctors and hospitals and things like that. They have a gender of gerama, where, for example, uh, let's say they have the LED light, and they have somebody in the hospital that's holeshe en bosakana, and they want to figure out a way that that hospital patient could turn on the LED light without having to call a nurse and things like that if he or she needs it. So what they did is created a system where the electricity is going constantly. The electricity is always on, so it's not like you're creating a circuit. The circuit already is there. And you're pushing a button. Now, that button, it does nothing. The button is just a dummy. It just, it just changes a, 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 a formation that doesn't cause any uh, motion or anything to happen at the time that you're pushing the button. However, every 15 seconds, the, the electrical current sees if anything changed in the, in the flow. And when it sees that button pushed, it turns on. So they want to call that, that's a gerama. That, that's, a, that, that, that's even better than a gerama. That's, it, it, it's not happening immediately. They want to see if that's better than a gerama. Because it's not happening immediately. Gerama means you do this and that happens. Here you did this, nothing happened. Nothing happened. I pushed the button, nothing happened at this point. 15 seconds later, when it figures it out that something changed in the, in the flow, or in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the circuit light, so it goes on. It creates a, a light. 
Okay, if that's the way you understand it, uh, 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 that, that's the way you took it out of a gerama. As opposed, if you push the button and right away it would go on, that would not be called gerama. That would be direct. Lemaaseh, when you tell the light turn on, is that a gerama? Direct. Turn on, it turns on. Why would why would that be a gerama? Some some folks even want to say that if you have. If that's the way it goes on through Gerama, that's not called the Gerama anymore. I saw a Sevara like that. that it, it, today they want to make all these new patents that they're using Gerama. But if that's the way it works through Gerama, that becomes the way you're turning it on. That is Hayavik. That's, already, that's, that's the normal way. It's not a Gerama anymore. It's not looking at Poskim anyway. The Ma'asera Botai. What comes out of our whole discussion over here? We didn't even go into Uvdin Dehol. We didn't go into... Obviously... Uh, you know, what kind of Shabbat are you going to have if now you're going to have lights being turned on and computers being turned on and everybody's talking, all these things. For sure, we know that that's not going to be a, a Shabbat. What kind of Shabbat is that? Uh, Shabbat needs to be, besides, we learned in the Dafyomi yesterday, Big Hadush. Even things that are not melacha on Shabbat that she holds could be isu deoraita. Even things that are not melacha, for example, being matriah on things that are not melacha that you're doing a tirha. For example, according to that she preparing vegetables on Shabbat for Motzei Shabbat, you're doing a tirha that's not needed for Shabbat because you can't cook on Shabbat. You're preparing it for after Shabbat. He said that's isu deoraita. What do I do with it? It's not a melacha. I'm allowed to clean vegetables. You're right, but a non-melacha that entails tenha, from the Shon the Gemara. My point is, not only melacha is a suit on Shabbat, to keep the Shabbat preserved, there has to be fences, and there has to be all sorts of siyagim and gedarim. Otherwise, the Shabbat will become like a Yom Hall. Why do the rabbis add mukseh to Shabbat? Why do the rabbis add all the drabanans on Shabbat? Amir al-Akum, in order to keep the Shabbat I didn't go into that. That's a shkafik uh, inyan of keeping the Shabbat sanctity. But I don't think you have to even get to that. I don't think you have to get that. I think it's it's it could be asud just because we don't have a precedent anywhere to say that the bud in such a way is going to be mutat unless it's supernatural. And Adribah in Hoshim Mishpat, you see a dibud already is Hayab in the Zikin. It's considered a ma'aseh. In the Zikin. And therefore, the Chaurah, if you compare Shabbat to the Zikin, like we saw the Gemara Yerushalmi, so it could be a Dibur, is considered a Maaseh. I mean, guess what? The guy blew out a candle. It's coming out of his mouth. Unless you want to say that's bigger, more of a Maaseh than a Dibur. Okay, you can argue on that. But the Maaseh, uh, I don't think you're going to find any of the uh, post scheme that are going to ever be material such a thing. It's quite possible that if it's not an LED, it could be, it's going to be Isud de Oraita. And you're not going to be able to be Mekir uh, by saying Dibud Lav Kemaaseh. And you're not going to be able to be lenient in saying that Dibud Mutal Be Shabbat. I don't think you have a problem of Daber Dabad. Again, if you say turn on the lights, it could be Isud Dibud also. But again, like I said, if you say to Bishamon Bar Yohai and it turns on like that, so you bypass the, uh, the Dibud Shabbat point, 
But even if you don't see, even if you don't say that it's dome exactly to the Mishkan, most of the poskim say it doesn't have to be dome exactly to the Mishkan. The result has to be dome to the Mishkan, and the result of turning on a light or electricity, whatever you're creating, is dome to the Mishkan at least in the result. So therefore, the maaseh again, I'm not a, a, I'm jumping in in the halakha over here. It's a suit, bottom line. Is it a suit Rabbanan? What's the difference? Anybody bringing a korban hatat over here today? What do you need to know? The guys are asking, Rabbi, the Sudra right the Rabbanah. What do you need to know that for? Mine of Kamina, the Kurban Hatat? No, the only of Kamina you need to know if you're a Posek to use a sneef on a Drabbanah to make a, you know, Safik Sifika or things like that, Safik Drabbanah, the Kula, whatever it is. But for us, regular guys that are in that business, clearly the Botai, uh, voice activation on Shabbat is going to be a Sud. Uh, we do not have yet, uh, I don't know we'll ever have, proofs. In order to show that it's mutar. Okay, Rabotai. That's today's subject. Thank you, Rabbi. Beautiful. It's a tricky one. The poskim, they, 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 they can't give it on this. Like, what if you're asking a question, like you want information? I don't want to turn the light. I just want to know what she has to say about the topic. Yeah, so what are you doing? Yeah, that's probably uh, the, the banana. All those things are going on the computers, LEDs and all that stuff. Hey, problem. So it's the banana. The light made the case sound more interesting, but really it's just asking her a question is the problem to begin with. Why the Shayla starts over there? I thought how about that? You have had something with the Ramco. He spoke about this. Yeah, with, 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 with the voice activation? Yeah, when he was in Egypt, they were, they were used to use microphones.